Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, the reflection of perfection, the Ayatollah of rock and roller, the shaman of sexy, the most electrifying man in Phuket entertainment today, the savior of Phuket radio, Phuket charity events, Phuket dog events, and now even the savior of the Jailer Shark and friends, and Russell, podcast. It's me, Jailer Shark. That's right. It's all about me today. Enjoy the show. So you're running this podcast, are you? So you're going to do the whole bit. Go for it. Are we going to start the podcast anytime soon? We're starting the podcast. Turn your phone off. Phone is off. Now. So, so we're ready for the podcast. Start the podcast now. We need a klaxon, not a klaxon, a thingy board. I haven't got into doing sound effects yet, and that won't work on um. On That's more podcast. of a visual gag, isn't it, as opposed to a Oh, you went posh, one. isn't it? Isn't it? Um, hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Last week's podcast had um, the lowest um, viewing figures or listener figures, probably <laughs> be the better one to say, Possibly, that we've yeah. ever had. Yeah. Two. Which, and to be fair, I think it was the best pod we've done yet. Yeah, it was all right. It was <laughs> all right. Um, we're sat here in Russell's studio stroke uh, dog kennel with, can I interest, oh, is he going to talk? He won't talk. There's a lovely, fluffy, a rude German shepherd that's called Max who sat next to me today. And he's, he's bored lovely. already. <laughs> <laughs> Big yawn. Yeah. Um, so we don't have a guest today, Russell. Um, well, we sort of do. Who's the guest, Russell? Well, I thought, it's I me! Thought, uh, it's me! I'm the <laughs> pick guest. Me, pick me, pick me! I'm excited because I'm you, the guest. Are you very excited? I don't know. I don't know if I want to be the guest or not. I was thinking about this because what we haven't done is actually um, a recap of actually what this podcast is all about. We've done some interviews we've had you and me chat about life then we did you last week and i guess if we're going down the interview route then it is going to be me this week and i was thinking driving here that well, what we should have do done that, no i know what we should have done is done don't you and, and me at, well <laughs> don't dunk and drive we <laughs> should have done you and me at the start see that would have, but that would have been logical and sensible yeah, very true. Right, over to you then. This is the Jailer Shark and... Um, I think it's worked out better doing it this way because... Why? We've had a, well, we've had Just a tough in- week where we didn't have a guest. Oh, I've got a great idea. I'll interview you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we did have a guest lined up, um, but we've put her off till next week. Just for this. Fair enough. What would you like to interview me about? Um, well, you I know me start, already. I think we should start with the... So, who are you and where do you come from? Um, do you want the real me or the... The non-real me. <laughs> well, it's funny you should ask that, actually, because on. one of the, the key questions I did have in my head was, yes. where does Jay the Shark come from? It's not Jay the Shark, it's Jay Le Shark. Jay Le Shark. Oh, oui. Where does he come from? Assuming it's a he, because the shark could be a she. Mate, at the moment, it could be anything. Quite. Um, but you weren't born Jay the Shark. And no. Jay the Shark as a, not a pseudonym, a, uh, a character, um, an alter ego. Yep. Uh, what was the genesis of, of okay. that? So, but before you answer that, yeah. go back. You know, not I don't need to know when you popped out, but that's you know, no, that was your you... joke from yeah. last week, which I thought was good, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and the Thai Airways one, I did giggle at yeah. as well. I thought that was quite funny. I'm going to use that when you ask it. Go. Um, How did I get here to Phuket? Yeah, I can't remember the airline actually. I remember landing though, and I thought it was really weird that everything was planted in rows. I'd never seen it before. Like trees were dead straight in rows. And that's what I noticed about the first thing when I was arrived rubber, in Phuket. Rubber trees it was rubber plant, trees. Yeah. So I'd never seen rubber trees before because I lived in um, a place where they didn't grow rubber trees. No. That was Very my bendy. What, rubber trees? Yeah. I've never bent a rubber tree. <laughs> I see your joke there. Have yeah, you ever smelt you. the stuff that comes out of rubber yes. trees? It is minging, isn't yeah. it? It's horrible. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was my first impression. I, I jumped so, so when, did you, when did you get here? 2007. Um, really? Yeah. Or was it six? Six or seven. Oh, seven. I you came here the same year I did. No, I didn't. I've been here 12 years. 2007. Okay. So, um, and what brought you here? What was the, other than the airline, just to cut you off, what was the... Oh, same as you, property. 
Well, I didn't have family living here, though. No. But that's assuming that people will listen to last week's podcast, because it's just silly, isn't it? If I just keep referring to last week's podcast, and they haven't listened. Okay, so I was... Um, oh, God, we've got to cut a very long story as short as possible. So I'd worked overseas pretty much since I was 18. So I was doing um, water sports instruction during the summer, and I was either teaching skiing, doing ski technician work, or chalet maiden during the winter. So that's what I did from 18 onwards and then in between that went to university to study leisure da, 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 whatever 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 in 2006 um, I got to the point where I'd been running some of the biggest beaches that the company who I was working for Sunsail at the time they'd um, they were the main water sports company out there for what I was doing oh, sorry out where oh just in the markets oh okay in the market so there was Sunsail and Mark Warner were the two big holiday companies um, that were teaching, were doing sailing. Is Mark it, Warner was we're more... like Europe? Uh, America, everywhere, everywhere, Europe. Europe. Um, okay, so Sunsail, I was on the hotel... I'm rushing this, aren't I, really? I should slow down a bit. Possibly. Okay, so Sunsail... Okay, let's step back a lot. I wanted Welcome to Welcome to the podcast. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. My name's Shaley Shark, and this is Russell Interview Me. Um, I started teaching um, kids multi-activities. So I was teaching them climbing, abseiling, um, archery rifles, orienteering... Um, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I did that with a company called PGL, which was a British holiday company where anyone who's British would have heard of them. It's where you send your kids for a week activity holidays. Okay. So I was an instructor doing that. Like a summer camp. Yeah, summer, thing, basically yeah. summer camp. So we'd have kids come for a week or two and then we would do the different activities throughout the week. So I got to level there where I got quite high, um, as high as I could go. And also, if you wanted to, I wanted to work further afield than just the UK. So... You either went to work where well, you could go and do Camp America. Um, oh, Camp America, yeah. yeah. So there was Camp America, which I went for. I remember driving to, or well, got the train to London once to do one of these Camp America interviews. It was like speed dating. So there were all these tables set up, and you'd go from table to table yeah. to table talking to them. Anyway, that was all. I mean, that was, I mean, talk about slave labor. Camp America was slave labor. They would pay you, like, you, you'd only get your money at the very end of the 13 weeks. This was like, and a, is it like a 25 and under? Sort of thing with Camp America. Yeah, there was all rules and re- yeah, it was very I dodgy. I vaguely remember looking yeah, into and, it when I was at school. A lot of them, like if you didn't get that, you you might get into one of the more the religious camps. If and it was like oh, <laughs> anyway, so it wasn't for me. So when I'd finished teaching the kids, or when I wanted to move on to the next step up, it was either Mark Warner, which was more tennis, but they had sailing as well, or it was Sunsail, tennis and sailing. There's a mix. Yeah, but it's holiday stuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. What you do on holiday. Um, so I chose Sunsail because they were more of the, uh, and also at the time, I don't think I had my sailing instructor's ticket. I was a kayak instructor, I was an open boat instructor, I was a multi-activity instructor, but I never was a sailor. I could sail, but I wasn't an instructor. Okay. And I think with Sunsail, I could go and work for them without having a, the instructor ticket. So I did, I chose Sunsail. So I ended up working for Sunsail for five years, got to the higher heights of opening beaches in um, Turkey, which they had one of the biggest beaches in Turkey, a hotel they took over. So I did that. Um, worked in Antigua for a couple of seasons as well and did a few ski seasons. And then kind of by that time, it was like 15 years I'd been doing it for and I got tired. And it was time to get a real job. <laughs> so 2006, I decided to go and get a real job. So I went and asked Suntel if I could work in head office. <laughs> they just looked at me and went, no, no, thank you very much. Yeah, we know um, you. <laughs> and so ended up in Kidbrook in London, which was where um, anyone who knows Jamie Oliver, he did a whole thing about kids getting fat, eating horrible food at school yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was filmed in Kidbrook where I was. And it's also where Stephen Lawrence got murdered, which was a big news because oh, wow. it was yeah, a racist that. murder. And in fact, 90s? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I lived, I worked at the David Lloyd where the people that allegedly did the incident were going training at. <laughs> which was always nice. It was a real dodgy, dodgy, dodgy area. In my apartment, I could see where the actual, the, um, the alleged incident took place. Well, it wasn't alleged. It happened, no, it did X happen. Marks yeah, spot. X marks the spot. I was, I've actually, I could see X marks the spot. Um, yeah, I didn't go out very much at night. So I was working in London, hated every minute of working in London, um, hated every minute of living in London, and got a phone call from the guy that used to, was my manager in Sunsail and said, do I want to come out to Thailand because the owner of Sunsail had just set up a project out here and would I come out and help sell property? I just split up with my girlfriend at the time and I said yes. And then about a month later, I was here. <laughs> Excellent. And that was it. Never sold property before, never been to Asia before, 
Um, my background is leisure, water sports management, um, teaching, coaching. And so all of a sudden I'm selling property and marketing property. And where was that? Where was it? Yeah. The village Coconut oh, Island. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was there, yeah. And how long did that last? And, and how long was your... I knew you asked this stuff. I was trying to work this out on the way here. Um, oh, there's a squirrel in your tree. That's we, not we, good podcasting, but I don't often see squirrels in Thailand. We get loads here. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squirrel. Dog, squirrel. tell the dog there's a squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. Oh, our captain will going to have a look. He's really fluffy as well. Anyway, so, sorry, what? But no, I mean, I remember you working for the village. And I remember, yeah. I, well, specifically, we were doing, I remember roughly when you left. Well, I, okay, so I did the village for, I think it was about four years. Don't, was, I don't know dates, right? I can't remember the date of yesterday. Oh, I can help you with that. But I was definitely, I started on the radio while I was still at the village because yes. the village sponsored, sponsored my show. show, even though they didn't really sponsor my show because they didn't give any money. I used their name for my show. Yeah, that's correct. Because I'm a nice guy. Yeah, bless you. Yes. But I remember when you'd left um, the village. That's because the scumbags of Timeshare came in and started doing their Timeshare bullshit. Sorry, Timeshare people. There are some very good Timeshare people out there. But the Timeshare company that got into bed with the village Coconut Island, they were scumbags. It's just The squirrel just jumped onto your roof. It was trying to do your... Again, not great podcast no but I, okay but sorry good, carry but on. good to know squirrel so um but we were 2011 it's a funny word squirrel it's like it, bollard. It, it's a, <laughs> bollard's a funny word as well <laughs> bollard bollard you're right it's got a bit of an edge to it mm. um squirrels and bollard says the podcast title for you nice. um 2011 there was a certain event that you and i did together did we we did a particularly awesome event which i really think and i know you do think we should try and do again was I at the village when we did the three-legged race? You were. And actually, and we were doing one of our training walks. Um, was I moaning about yeah, the, the we were having timeshare a long chat. company? Well, because like, you also had an opportunity. Because you were looking at moving to... Um, Tanyapura. Tanyapura. Which, oh, okay. And Let, we were bouncing yeah, between yeah, yeah, the yeah. two, trying to work it. We were having that sort of, you know... The, Is Tanyapura better than the, the pros timeshare and cons, company? Yeah. yeah. I won't mention the timeshare company because there are some... Uh, and in all fairness, there's some nasty people in that company. And I don't want to... It's very cutthroat business model it was it? back yeah and, it, and I, I don't i think it's improved a lot now and i think that like, like for example the ones at the marriott the ones at laguna the ones i think are, are much nicer it just so happened that the you know there's a lot that gave especially the spanish ones gave it a lot of bad press and yeah, there was a lot yeah, of yeah. rip-off merchants and and unfortunately i was involved because i was the i was the in-between between the village coconut island and this timeshare company so all the guests who were turning up that had been told they were going to get this luxury five-star villa on the beach that weren't they were getting some dodgy little it wasn't a that's a lie it was a it was a nice little villa but it wasn't what they were paid for or what they'd been told they were getting and it wasn't the picture on the brochure and so many times people would bring out these brochures and throw them in my face and (laughs) the abuse I used to take because of it just got it just got so much I mean it's and it's something that I'm getting (laughs) something that kind of relating to now is I hate getting abuse for things that i I can't control or I haven't done. Mm, yeah. I'm very happy if I've upset someone, I'll take the abuse. Yeah. But when someone else makes mistakes or someone else does something and I'm the one that has to t- front it, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And the worst anyway, part is you, you can't turn around to someone and say, look, it's not my fault. It's not my responsibility because that, that all... They don't give a shit. They don't, they don't care. It's, this is the problem that they've got. It doesn't solve anything. And it also smacks of that unprofessional... Yeah, completely. So, completely. Yeah, so yeah, so I left, um, left the village. Must have been what? 2011, 2012 then? Yeah. Went to work for Tanyapura for all of two months. Um, I was running Up Beach Club at the time, which was um, on um, Nython Beach. Beach. Lovely yeah, yeah. place. That was beautiful um, spot, wasn't it? Yeah, the chef was a complete, didn't want to talk to me. He'd been there for a long time. He was best friends with the someone who had lots of money and owned Tanyapura, um, who was serving foie gras on the beach as a beach concept and didn't understand. I mean, once again, these people that come in here just don't understand who yeah, yeah. care as a whole. Um, and then they decided to shut up Beach Club down after two months because it hadn't been making money for the last year. And I'll tell you why it wasn't making money for the last year, because Tanya Pur... Oh, no, I shouldn't tell this, because it's... Anyway, the cross-charges between companies was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, so that, that was all of two months, which was fun. <laughs> Enjoyed that one. And I just had Zahara at the time, because Zahara was only a bub. That's so true, it was really yeah. nice. Yeah, that was a real kind of... Oh, great time look, to be alive. Honestly, my life in Phuket. Anyway, move on. I don't know what I did. I was thinking about this. I don't know what I did after that. I think I went to work for Ensign Media. And then I went to Zazadar. I think that's how it I panned out. I remember you being at Zazadar for a while. Yeah, I was at Zazadar for about a year. Well, no, I wasn't at Zazadar for that long. 
Because once again, crazy owner. God, I pick them. You don't half pick them. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, and then I worked. Now you're working for yourself, man. You don't half pick them, mate. Oh, God, I'm a nuts one. But then, yeah, so I went from, I think I went for Ensign Media for a bit. And that was fun, actually, because we were doing a magazine and I was doing marketing for them. And it was just when Facebook was getting into marketing. So I was doing that, which was quite cool. And then Zarsdar Beach Club approached me and wanted me to go and help them. So I helped them out, got that all set up. Um, Unfortunately, the owner decided he wanted to, as with, I mean, it's it's their prerogative up to them. Um, And then, yeah, that's when I think my ex was just about pregnant with Ashton, my boy. So that was fun. And we just bought a house. So I just lost that job. And I think it got to the point where I had about six months of no work, which was horrible. And then um, RPM came along. That's right. RPM was the next one. That was it. So, but I think actually, uh, hold on, I'll go back. I think after Up Beach Club, I think for that winter or that, sorry, that high season, because they shut it, I think just before high season, I think I just DJed. I think I DJed for about six, seven months because the money at that time for D, I mean, I was getting three, four wedding gigs a month and that was easily more money than I was earning anywhere else. So in all fairness, I think I just DJed for a bit. I think I, if that's what I did do. And this is back in the day when weddings were a high profile is the wrong term, but they were big events. Oh, mate, the, the, the money the, that was being spent was listen. I was making. I'll be honest with you. It was thirty-five to forty grand a wedding. Yeah. And you know, but they were twelve-hour gigs. Yeah. So you'd be there at three thirty in the afternoon, and you'd be playing till three in the morning. Yeah. And but they were one hundred and fifty, two hundred people. I mean, the lowest would be a hundred, like a hundred-person wedding was a quiet wedding. Yeah. So um, yeah, they were big weddings, and they were fantastic. Those days were great. Yeah. Until the other scumbag wedding DJs came and dropped the prices. Well, I don't, I, scum well, of the earth. Because you don't do all. any any weddings or anything now, do you? Uh, I, I no, my last one I did was a uh, Danio. Right, okay, yeah. So that was the last one. Yeah, but that's for a friend. But in terms of like yeah. working with agents or anything, you haven't done that for a... No, I haven't. I kind of... I, I, I think... Um, I don't want this... I don't... Um, yeah, I think when I... Three years ago, when I got divorced, I, I kind of made... I think even before then, I'd stopped doing the weddings because I think I... No, I might have stopped after that because, one, they were just... They were always at weekends and that was when I was getting kids. to see the kids. So it's kind of right, it's done. And also the money wasn't as good. You, you mm. know, not saying that 20 grand is still a nice bit of cash for playing music, but it wasn't as good as, you know, the 35 and the 40 yeah, grand that you yeah, get yeah, in. Sure. And the, the, I think that the, the, budgets, the budgets of the weddings are dropped and also the quality, I think, of the weddings. And there was a lot more wedding planners coming on the island. There was a load more people doing it and they were all ripping each other off and trying to steal ideas. And, and I just... There was a lot of, and also there's a lot of younger DJs and very good DJs that yeah. were coming through um, that were making it a business, whereas mine was always a hobby. And that's, it that's, was never a business. That's the thing. And I've, I was approached recently by a guy, because um, I do Wedding Celebrant, as you know. So, and I haven't... Badly. Yeah. <laughs> brilliantly. But uh, back in those days when we were doing it a lot, uh, I mean, I remember one year, I mean, it's crack, it was like every night I was doing a wedding. So there was been during you were busy the, during one of the, a couple of peak seasons. It was like e- literally every day there was a wedding. Some days I had two weddings and was rushing from one place to another to do them. So, Did you get many Russian weddings? Uh, quite a few, uh-huh. but I'm um, nicely done. So, Must go. <laughs> Even better. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. So, um, but yeah, got out of the racket when I went to SGS, and then trying to get back into this is my it, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Just but I, I noticed within that sort of two year cycle, a lot of the agents, a lot of the hotels were now basically going in house, and it was just a case of. It's all about, I mean, yes, everyone's got to make money. I get that. But the model here seemed to be what's the highest we can charge the client and what's the cheapest that we can get oh, all of these services yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, oh, you're going to DJ for 10 grand? All right. Is anyone else going to do nine? No. All right. We'll take you at 10. Uh, and that's, so it was just, I don't care who you are, what you're doing. It's just, that's how, that's uh, the lowest price. That was uh, no, no, was. that's how it was. I mean, I, I hated DJing for hotels and I still do now. Um, and like the last hotel I DJed was, a, was last new year. And I could have charged a lot more, and I didn't, but I just did it out of a favor for someone who yeah. asked me quite early on. I said, yeah, why not? Um, but, what, yeah, DJing for, wed- uh, for hotels. I've DJed in, oh, mate, I've DJed where you have no room to get behind your decks, and, you know, and you're hidden behind plants. You can't see the crowd. <laughs> you know, some of these places you go to, just like, it's just so mortifying, terrible, because there's no respect for what you do. Everyone thinks a DJ is just a simple job, and it's not a simple job. It's a, there's... There's some shit. There's a simple DJs. way to do it. Oh, there's a simple a, way to do and it. And a good way to do but, it. But, you know, no, I was very professional with my DJ and I loved it. I did enjoy it, but I got tired. 
the 12 hour gigs were long. I mean, that was a long time DJ, especially like, if there wasn't a band on, you would DJ for 12 hours straight. Yeah. I mean, screw these people that come out here and only do like two hour gigs at one of the nightclubs or one of the beach clubs. It's like, oh, I'm only doing two hours. It's like, mate, try no doing idea. 12 hours in yeah. a row <laughs> and trying to keep, and then trying to keep drunk people. Because also, when you do a gig at a, <laughs> I've did. I've only ever done one proper. Oh no, I, I've done catch white oh, party. You got any stone roses? That's exactly it. <laughs> nice one, Colonel. Um, but dealing with drunk people in a nightclub, you've got the barrier because you're quite high up, and people yeah. got security will stop you from getting too close to the DJ. At a wedding, you don't have that. No. You get bombarded by idiots. And and what's your, a nightclub? You can pretty much they want the same style of music normally. Yeah. Whereas at a wedding. No. All better off. I want ABBA. I want YMCA. Right, I want pop. Right, I want some deep house. Mate, have you got any EDM? And it's like, well, what EDM do you want? No, just EDM, mate. It's like, well, that's such a huge genre. <laughs> you got any rock? Yeah, well, what rock do you want? Just rock. It's like, yeah. well, okay, you play a rock song. That's not the one I wanted. It's like, well, which... Oh, this is, do, do you know this song? Yeah, come on. It's like, no, do you? <laughs> Obviously not. Or they're there with their... Fu- this is why I hate this. They stand there with your... With your and you can see them, right? Your headphones on. And you're just about to do something, and they're there with their phone, and they just show it to you while you're DJing. It's like, mate, seriously, just <laughs> fuck off. But you can't say that. You're like, no, yeah, 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 no problem at all. Yeah, yeah, I'll play it for you. And then you know it's not going to work. And, you're gonna and you can the see floor. them across yeah. the dance floor staring at you, giving you evils. And they'll come up about 10 minutes like, mate, you're going to play my song? It's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get around to it. I've got a playlist. Yeah, you're all right. Another 10 minutes. Mate, you're going to play my song or what? No <laughs> one's dancing. Everyone hates this shit. It's like, well, no, the dance floor's full. Or, I know the bride and she wants this song. No, she doesn't, because she gave me a playlist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dick. So, yeah, no, weddings were, um, I, I got, yeah, my, my lack of, what's the word? Of, of patience. Patience yeah. has gone with people. Now. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd have been the same. I mean, you'd be terrible. I, I would be awful. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not a good DJ either, but I would be absolutely awful at, at dealing, dealing with all of that. See, I, mean, I for was, me, I'd fly, fly in, I'd float in. Do the do you do you yes yes you're married and then fuck you off yeah and you get paid shitloads of money so. compared to what a DJ does but I I couldn't celebrate either and a lot of people have asked me to celebrate and it's something that I don't think I could do just because of my mannerisms and how I would do it because I think that um, although I probably could if I really needed to but it wouldn't be me and I think for me I mean I I don't believe uh, as you know I'm don't have no interest in getting married. I don't buy into the mar- concept of marriage uh, and all of that. We can save, we can shelve that for later, but that's me. So it's wonderfully ironic that I've done hundreds and hundreds of these weddings. And I, I actually really enjoy the role and, and being there. For, I mean, I enjoy some of them because they're just a really good laugh. One mm. of, the, one of the, the best ones I, that I remember doing was a gay wedding at Twin Palms. These two Singaporean guys got married um, out in the pool only about 30, 40 people, everyone wearing shorts and pink shirts. They all jumped in the pool afterwards. It was mayhem, but it was brilliant fun. Um, but yeah, I just really enjoy being, because without being quirky, it's quite an important event, right? Someone getting married. <laughs> I, I know, it's a huge so, event. For them. And if, so, you, if you fuck it up, they, you don't get another chance. Well, exactly some it. people do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I've... No, no but you, if you fuck up as a DJ and you play the wrong song in the walk-in, that is massive. Oh, no, I tell you, there's one story, and I, that, uh, there's, I've only made two big mistakes with walking songs and first <laughs> one dance. One getting married. <laughs> um, and I don't want to dwell on the wedding DJing too much, but it was quite a big part of my Phuket life. Um, but there was once where it was a walking song, and I, I'd, I'd got it, and usually I check all the songs, and I check the first 30 seconds, because that's what I do. I just, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. For some reason, it was only 30 seconds of the song. So I shit myself. So I had to quickly, and luckily, I've got the skills, baby, that I could just, I kept on having to loop it, loop it, loop it, loop it. And no one noticed that it was the same kind of 30 seconds. So I got away with that. Um, There was one where, this was a really weird wedding. It was up in Camilla. They were both tattoo artists. Absolutely tattooed to them. Both of them. Both lovely people. I did that wedding. You might have celebrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You they might have celebrated cool. with him. Yeah, and he was like shaven head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tattooed, Every, just his face was yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was tattooed right up to her neck and she was a pretty girl. Yeah. And they were both lovely people. On their playlist was pretty much death metal <laughs> yes. and was, was their party stuff. And then there was some Whitney Houston thrown in there, which was really weird. But then for their cocktail stuff, it was all Disney songs. That's right. It was the weirdest yes, frigging yes. wedding ever, right? But then they... They wanted their first dance song. They gave me the name of the song, the name of the, the and I got it. It was exactly what they wanted. I played it. It was the wrong song, and it turns out this band had done two songs exactly the same name, and I didn't know. And it was my only mistake I made. Luckily, 
those day or still you could just quickly get the song they wanted and played it but that was that was the only mistake I've ever made from a <laughs> from a first dance song and then after that I was well I was I've always been very serious about the songs but yeah that was a weird wedding and it's great they're doing death metal then all of a sudden they come up and say oh can you play some Whitney Houston <laughs> and like, you sure yeah, yeah it'll, it'll work mate it'll work you put a Whitney Houston and my god the tattoo dude absolutely throwing it out there to Whitney unbelievable craziness Excellent. so yeah that was my wedding DJ cool which I and, and the reason it's worth going into because that has been a big part of your life really in Phuket yeah I guess else. so people know me from that and the radio I guess yeah, and the and entertainment stuff well I was, I was going to bleed into the, the radio sort of next because that w- came you were at okay so I don't know the dates but I know that I did 91.5 so going the reason is so and the, how did that come about well I'd always entertained so I'd always done from my work teaching water sports during the day because it was a holiday camp basically so teaching during the daytime, then in the, in the evenings you'd put on entertainment. So it would either be quiz nights, it would be shows, it would be whatever. Different things that we would do. I mean, we used to, uh, some of the stuff. There was once we came down as a quiz night dressed as a Jamaican bobsleigh team. Yes, we blacked our face out. We had Afro wigs on and on top of the Afro wigs we'd carved out watermelons to make them into helmets. And then we had a cardboard um, that we'd all three of us came running down the stairs holding this thing. We'd get away with stuff like that. Although we did... The boss was there and he did actually say, I'm not sure you should do, guys should do that. It's like, come on. <laughs> um, we've done um, all sorts of like flick your bean nights where it was a quiz <laughs> night where you had to flick your... Uh, girls had to come up and flick a bean into a net. Um, <laughs> there was a couple of things. There was all sorts of kind of... It was, it was stuff like that. It was holiday camp yeah, stuff, yeah. but there was always a little thing. So we'd always entertained. Um, we'd always do like evening shows. I would sometimes go and do singing with a band, whatever, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I'd... In the evenings, I would go to local bars and I would often go and play music. I wouldn't call it DJing. I'd say play, like pick the songs. And then I'd MC as well. So, yeah, to the one, to the two, to the DJ crew, what up? All that sort of shit. <laughs> I got approached How by... How they go again? <laughs> <laughs> I was my first year in Turkey in 2000 or 99, 2000. Um, I got approached by Halakanas, which was a massive nightclub in Turkey, um, in Bodrum. They wanted me, they actually came and asked me, I, I think I was there one night drunk and I got behind the decks and was emceeing for them. And they actually came and asked me if I'd emcee every night for them. <laughs> it was just bonkers. You do it? No. No. Um, I couldn't because I was doing the other stuff. Right, yeah, 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 and it really, I was just, mate, I was drunk. There's no a, way I could do it. I was having a laugh. Um, so then when I was here, I was doing the sales and the marketing, which was great, but I, was, I, needed the, I still needed the buzz. The reason I picked teach water sports wasn't really so much of the water sports it was a more i remember going on holiday as a kid and seeing these instructors seeing them do the shows seeing them do all the entertainment and seeing how much the kids adored the instructors and it was a time when you know take that was huge and it was like they, so all the kids were teeny boppers and they loved these instructors wait wait sorry go on you mean take that aren't huge anymore I'll take that massive wait, now. I, was, oh, I was gonna say um so i wanted to be I always wanted that uh, adornment. That, that's a terrible word, <laughs> but I love it. Um, I always, I mean, I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a boy band. I didn't want to be a boy band as such because I was never going to be, a, I was never a dancer, that's for sure. You can tell that from my lack of dancing <laughs> ability. Um, so, but I loved the fact that they were adored and I really got that. And that to me mm. was a big thing for why I wanted to teach water sports. And I, don't get me wrong, I... I enjoyed the coaching stuff, but it was, it was entertainment. Even when I was teaching, it was all entertaining. It was having fun with the kids, having fun with the adults. So it's all about entertainment. It's all about getting a buzz from doing that. So when I was here, I had missed that buzz. I think I was driving and I just heard an advert on 91.5 asking for radio DJs. And Mm -hmm. I thought, why not give it a go? Phoned them up, pretty much went down, met Byron, met Steve, uh, God rest his soul, met Doris, God rest his soul. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's terrible, isn't it? Um, Jesus. Sorry, Jesus. Um, yeah, met them, had a chat with them, and yeah, and that was it. I pretty much came up with the concept of the show, which was going to be a chill-out show, because mm-hmm. um, I was really into chill-out music at the time. It was going to be on a Sunday afternoon. Um, did my first concept of Byron, which I've still got, and that was it. Went from there to 91.5. So I did that for, it was a Sunday afternoon chill-out show. That was for a couple of years? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, until it got politics. Yeah. And I think it all got, I think it all got, I mean, I think it's much of a muchness. Now, when you look back at it, I think it all was much of a muchness. I think I had... I think that, you know, it was someone's business and we wanted it. I wanted it how I wanted to do it and it wasn't my business and I should have respected that. Um, and I, I, you know, I think I look back on it now and think, yeah, maybe I was a bit of an egotistic. But I think also, egotistical dick is what I probably should have said. <laughs> um, 
but also I do still believe in what the, I was the doing concept and the, yeah, the yeah. concept of what I was doing. I think people do want to know about your life. They do want to know about the wedding gigs at the weekend. They do. And I, my show was not just about chill out music. I mean, there was a few silly games on it. There was a few bits of fun. I brought in different characters. Like Radio 1 style. Yeah, it was very yeah. much Radio 1 style. You yeah. know, it, that's what I listened to. That's what, and I grew up with local radio where it was characters and it was all about yeah. being a personality on the radio. Um, the music and kind of that all came second. Although the music I chose was fucking brilliant. Because it was all the... You did some really good shows. I did some really yeah. good music. I mean, the music... And I still love that music now. And I, I miss playing it. In fact, I recently just started um, producing a show again, um, which is the same concept with the chill-out music, but with slightly not with me talking, which is probably a good thing. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Captain. I just stepped on a doggy. Sorry, mate. Um, so, yeah. So, that was... I, I, going back to it, I, I just think that that was my way of doing things. It was all about the, uh, the character. So, I've, I haven't answered the, no, the, it, the whole it, shark thing. I haven't lost that thread yet. So, so. I, I should go to that. So the shark thing came from my first year um, teaching water sports. Um, I learned this new word when we were out. So it's my first, I must have been, I know, 17 at the time, I think, or 60, 16, 17. And we learned this new word called sharking. So if you're a shark, you're on the hunt and you're on the hunt for women. Um, and apparently, back in my youth, not now obviously, but back in my youth, I was a bit of a player and I was a bit of a shark, which I don't believe I was. I just like talking to ladies, <laughs> um, especially the most beautiful lady that I can find in the room. I would yeah, generally just have a shark away and try to get hold of, her, of that lady. Um, so a lot of people would then start calling me Sharky. So my name, um, at, you know, my name at college, sixth form college, was Sharky. My name at university was Sharky. My nickname doing the water sports was Sharky. But the reason it, it became... The it, shark. Well, the, the other reason it changed as well, because at that time um, it was J-A-Y, I changed J-A-Y to just the letter J as well because my badge at Sunsail was J-A-Y, but the A looked like an O, so everyone was calling me Joy. <laughs> so that went away. So <laughs> for ages I just had the letter J was my name, which is now my daughter's middle name. It's just the letter J. Oh, really? Letter, yeah, yeah. So my daughter has, it's Sahara J. Walker, but just spelled as the letter J, which really, people really find that weird, when, yeah. especially when you're going to get a new password. So what's, what's it stand for? It says it doesn't, letter J. Yeah. Well, it can't. Well, no, it can. It, it can, it what it they does. Want. Fuck it likes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the Le Shark thing came, I set up my first, this was going back to 99, 2000, I set up my first Hotmail address. Um, and for some reason, I have no idea why, I put, Jay Le Shark, as in J-A-Y-L-E Shark. I don't know why I put the French bit in it. I, I'm, maybe I... I can't remember why. I honestly don't know. Maybe Jay the, as in T-H-E, Shark was taken or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whether I just wanted it to... Oh, maybe it was... Oh, I... Th I, I mean, there was... I used to be called the Earl of Essex at one point when I had so many different <laughs> nicknames for myself. Um, but Earl of Essex was a good one. And maybe I just wanted the French bit to sound a little bit more posture. I don't know. Or, you yeah. know, more lovey-lovey. I don't know. But it just became Le Shark. But hey, on a small segue... Do you remember the process of setting up your first Hotmail account? Oh, God. And the I remember sat in the internet cafe waiting about 15 <laughs> hours just yeah. to get the first screen to come up. The, the, the bit I remember was it was going, I was a good mate of mine, Nobby. I was having a chat about it but with him not long ago about this. And when, you, when we went through that program, I mean, it was all new and very like, what is this stuff? And then it comes up, you know, what are your interests? What sort of things do you, are you interested in? It's like, you know, are you interested in sport? beauty products or in the news or water sports and just loads of these things so you could go oh i'm interested in sports you tick this box oh i'm interested in that so you and we just ticked all of these boxes. and then the next day 1500 spam emails of all these things that you've checked come in which take ages to come in which, because and it took fucking ages to come in and that was i mean it, all right, it wasn't spam because you'd asked for it i guess but yeah it was the but those listen listen kids those days we didn't have phones that could look at the internet you had to had go to, go to, to the internet cafe. yeah went to the internet cafe yeah. so i was working in bodrum in turkey going to the internet cafe on your day off to go and check your emails that you'd never get because yeah. you didn't know anyone who had emails i wonder if there are internet cafes that exist yeah they do there's one I, there's a couple in Surin because people still use it i mean i oh i guess you're right maybe not now so much anymore because now i mean phones are so phones, cheap right? to get aren't they especially you know even my dad's got a friggin phone he can check he uses whatsapp now <laughs> it's not good all the time hello are you on are you there no go away no um so that's where the shark kept yeah so i i was then known at university when i was doing because i did university in gloucester which was the brilliant university course leisure studies um 
I think we did nine hours of lectures. The rest of the time we was out learning how to teach. So we did sailing lessons, kayak lessons. I mean, we'd, we'd go to the Ross and Wyatt and we'd canoe down the river. You know, we'd, doing white, we'd, we'd be in the Ardèche going down white water stuff. I mean, I, I must admit, I do miss doing the, the canoeing and the sailing and the stuff and kind of blasting around and the water skiing. And I mean, those were the, yeah, they were like big yachts. God, we once smuggled. <laughs> we, we once took a, a flotilla of yachts from Turkey to Greece to pick up a load of stuff in Greece because it, obviously the tax was different because it's yeah. Europe. So we got filled up all the, the, the stuff that we needed for the, the hotels and then drove the, the, the flotilla back, no hoping way. that the police wouldn't, or the, the port, not the port police, but the actual, uh, what were they called, Coast Guard wouldn't catch yeah. us. Ah, fuck, it was scary, man. <laughs> And there was some big swell on that. And I thought I was pushing it, taking a Toblerone into Australia. Yeah, <laughs> cheeky fuck, I smuggled yeah. loads of shit. Uh, smuggling's bad, kids. Don't become smugglers. No, yeah. we had some good times. I mean, I really enjoyed the water sports life. And the skiing, I, I think I enjoyed the summer seasons more than the winter seasons. Winter seasons were great. I love skiing. I absolutely adore, I've been skiing since I was 10, so I absolutely love skiing. But um, I think the, the atmosphere in the summer seasons, I think there was more women in the summer yeah. seasons as well. Because also, for some reason, I, I was at, well, cause I was at a higher level in the summer seasons, I could get more choice of the ladies. Whereas <laughs> the ski seasons, I wasn't. There were some really good ski instructors there, and a lot of them. Were, the, the ski instructors got all the women. Yeah, yeah. The ski tech yeah, and the guy in the chalet cleaning yeah, the bogs. Got, yeah, Don't get a look not, in. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get a look in, mate. So that's what. Yeah, and then I came here. Anyway, that was the shark thing. So of and all it the, stuck. Of all the the things that you've done, all, yes. the, all the roles you know, where would you say what was the most fun? What's the, the if, if forget money and all of that? If you could go back to <laughs> what money? If you yeah. That's easy forgetting it. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing you could go back to or one thing that you could do, what would it be? Oh, wow, that's a great question. Do you know there isn't one thing? It, it, it would be an amalgamation of everything. I, I can't, there would be not one thing. There's been some great times, there's been some bad times, there's been some. Listen, Antigua. Ant- sounds like a song. Yeah, Antigua was a fantastic place. I got some great friends in Antigua. Most racist place I've ever worked in my life. Um, I felt. Surely this is a close second. Uh, very close second, but Antigua was, I mean, being called White Boy. Um, but once you get to know them, I had a, didn't have a gun pulled on me, but there might have been one day where I was meeting somebody and he pulled out and showed me a gun he had in his pocket. I was like, oh, that's a nice gun. Um, that was interesting. <laughs> Shirley Heights, which was, I mean, yeah, Antigua was great, but I, I'd love, there were some people, Greece, were, you know, my first time in Greece when I ran my first beach was amazing. Um, I do miss the, I, I do miss that kind of life, I guess. The radio, I still love radio. I still really enjoy doing the radio, but, you know, maybe that's going to be the future, which hopefully it will be. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think there's... I, I would have to put lots of things together. Right, okay. Thanks. Lots of... There's not one time where I said that's when I was the happiest. Mm-hmm. I think there's some, been some great times throughout my life. Not cool. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last three years have been shit. Yeah. So we're on the upward, upward trajectory. Yeah, <clears throat> I guess Okay, so. so that kind of brings us to the now. So... Tell us what is... Uh, what well, is, what is your... they brought us to RPM, I think, about half an hour ago. RPM was gloss over that, because that was a... I loved RPM. I, I, I loved working there. It was a crazy, crazy time for everyone who, work, who knows Phuket, knows the, um, the issues with RPM. But RPM, could, I still love RPM. I think it could be a, one of the best marinas in the world. It really could. I think it just has one issue, and that's it. I think it's got a few issues, to be honest. Well, I think there's one major there, issue well, there. There's one anyway, um, major issue, but... And then after RPM, when I, um, when I was let go from there, which is a, I'm not sure I can tell that story, but anyway, it was, um, it was an interesting boardroom meeting with a very old person um, pretty much physically attacking me, which was fun. Um, but anyway. I remember getting the phone call. I was, in, I was walking around Central. It was with bonkers, man. <laughs> it was went, bonkers. Hi, mate. Have I got a story for you? <laughs> I will never forget bulging eyes as long as I live. They were that. Anyway, um, I then went and did a little bit of freelance work for Destination Asia. Um, no, I don't think it's called Destination Asia. Anyway, another company, which was another weird thing. And then, unfortunately, you know, whatever happened to me from the, from the personal point of view happened. And that kind of screwed me over for, for a long time. So I went freelance because um, re- the reason I'm freelance now, the reason I do what I do now is pick and choose is, is, is it's not because of the money so much better because it's not but it's just having the freedom yeah. it's having freedom and I think that I learned over the years of living in Phuket I didn't come here to work and be shouted at and screamed at and being told you're useless all the time and being told you're no good and constantly you know I could do that in the UK if I wanted to you know I don't need people to to scream and shout at me and I think that um, how's that working out for you? <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll yeah interesting <laughs> interesting 
But no, and, and now I kind of, I, I've got a few plans. I think that you know, do I have to tell people my plans or not? Well, I was kind of going, you know, what's, um, I guess one of the other questions, well, there's a couple, bucket list obviously is coming, you know that. Yes. So, um, but from, you know, do, do you have a, a, a five-year projection or a five-year plan? Um, look, I, let, let, let's get to, let's get to the, the nitty-gritty. Three years ago after divorce, no, I didn't have any plan apart from surviving. Yeah. Um, surviving personally and just surviving um, just in life in general. Mm. I didn't have any plan. My plan was just to, to, to shut everything down and, and, and hope everything would just go away. You know, to wake up in the morning and there wasn't a morning. Mm. That's, that was the plan. You know, and it, it hasn't happened. So that was shit planning, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> um, do I have a five-year plan now? Yeah, I, I kind of do. Um, there's a, there's the, this, this, being good at radio, <laughs> being able to speak would be the first thing to learn. Um, the whole podcast thing is an interesting thing, and it's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And it isn't just this podcast. This podcast that we're doing right now is, 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 a, testing is, is, a, is a testing ground for, for where I want to possibly do something in the future i don't really want to go into too much details because i one i don't want to give it away but it's a testing ground for possibly doing more cool of of audio on demand yeah let's and call no, it. we've spoken off sort of off air and off record about a few yeah so I, that's, that's i really kind of, like that yeah the so that's the concept now that's not going to come to fruition for, for a little while because this is like i said this is a testing ground mm. seeing how it works seeing how i you know the software etc 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 so I, I would love to get into more audio on demand and creating um journalism is the wrong word but i'd like to do more stories i've always wanted to do documentaries online documentaries but not uh, as in more comedy documentaries mm-hmm. so mockumentaries i guess would be the right thing to say it good phrase yeah. so so taking the office kind of scenario but putting that as an audio scenario um but so what i, I tell you one of the ideas i had was to the Crazy Frog theme. I wanted to do a whole documentary about the Crazy Frog theme. Okay. You know, as a serious documentary, but it's yeah. funny to me that people want to listen to the story about the Crazy Frog theme. And how it came about. And yeah, and how yeah. it came about. And I, I, I actually wrote a lot. Like, damn it, I've lost all the work I did for it. I don't know where it is. Uh, but that was that kind of stuff. So uh, audio marketing or uh, audio marketing would be something I'd be interested in, and just audio in general. Um. Then there's a plan I, I would I possibly – no, I'm not possibly. I, I've, the five-year plan is to probably be back in the UK. Fair enough. Um, or, or somewhere in Europe um, just because schooling is, is the main school, thing. Yeah. It's a kid's thing. I think for me, I've done my time in Phuket. I've loved the time here. I've hated the time here. Um, it's been good and bad for various different reasons. I've had mates. I've lost mates. Some have left. Some have died. Um <laughs> You know, it's been a it's been a great ride, but I think there does point, or there there has to be a point where enough's enough. I but you know, I've not lived in the UK properly for thirty five odd years. Yeah. So to all of a sudden go back, I remember going back in two thousand and six when it was you had to have an Oyster card to travel. Yeah. I, I was like, I've got cash. Yeah. yeah. What's cash? Yeah. Why don't you take cash? Yeah. Cash is good. No, yeah. we need an Oyster card. What the yeah. fuck is an Oyster card? Yeah, quite. Um, I think I'd be all right. So what would I do back in the UK? Well, once again, hopefully the, the audio concept will work back there because I can do that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, we'll get to bucket list. I'd love a goat farm. I'm not on bucket list. I, I guess, you know, I'd love to have a goat farm. I know it sounds weird, but no. just having a little goat farm on a little thing and just being, but, you know, you've got to make money. Right now, it's not about me. Right now, it's about what's best for the kids. And well, that's to, to be honest, this podcast is about you. So oh, the podcast <laughs> is about me, for fucking right. Yeah. Um, but for, for my five-year plan, it's more about for the kids. Yeah, and, and the education side of things is, uh, look, at the moment, the, the schooling in Phuket, they go to KIS, and it's a great school, and they're doing a really good time. You know, they're having a really good time there, and they're really learning. They're doing fantastic. However, from a financial point of view, it's extremely expensive for mm. me to keep putting two yeah, kids yeah. through that. And it goes up and up every yeah. year, the older they get. Um, and I also think the opportunity that they can have in the UK from a schooling point of view, we can either not pay for school or we can invest in a private school yeah. with the money that we're spending on the kids. So I think that I have to make that decision. I've already made that decision, but obviously I'm in a situation where it's, I can't just do it. You can't just up sticks and go. But no, there's, no. There's, there's, there's but other you've people. had a plan in place for a while. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, and the other person that is, has the say as well has always known that that has always been the plan as well. Yeah. So, and, and, and in all fairness... Um, she has always said, yeah, it, the, the kids come first. And, yeah. and even through when we got divorced, although there was a couple of times where she might have used them against me, um, generally speaking, it was never, there was never stuff negative yeah. in front of the kids or, or bad mouthing, you know, and I, I have to respect people for that. Yeah. I respect her for that. Yeah, fair enough. Not people. Okay, dokes. So, 
Bucket list. Other than a goat farm. Yeah. Think about this as well. I don't know if I've got a bucket list. There's things I'd like to do. Is that, does that count as a bucket list? I, I can't, well, it's, like when you ask me, it's like... It's weird, isn't it? Are there places you want... And like, like myself, you've travelled you know, fairly extensive. You've been to different continents and countries. And you've, yeah, so in I've terms done of, a lot. I've, I mean, I, I've done a lot. And there isn't much that I would say that I would... You know, I wouldn't, don't wake up and think, oh, I'd love to do the Paris-Dakar rally. Not that you can do that anymore. You can only do the Dakar rally. Um, I'm not sure if I really... I'd get probably bored after a while. Um, <laughs> Like yeah, I mean, I think, I, I think I said last week on your bucket list about going to the big football games, but I was thinking about that. I actually hate crowds, so it'd be a terrible thing for me to do. <laughs> um, listen, for a bucket list for me, I, I think there are a couple of th- I would like to have a boat. I, would, I do like, I do like um, deep sea fishing, as in like big marlin fishing and yeah. tuna fishing. I'd like to do, I mean, I've done it already, but I think I'd like to do more of that. Fair it's not really a bucket list thing, though, is it? Can I, I mean, it's not like going up to the top of... Tutankhamun or anything like that. Yeah. Can I add one from... I forgot to mention last week. Well, you can't... What, on your one? Yeah. Oh, go back to you then. Uh, uh, Do a duet with Elton John. Really? Yeah. I do like a sing-song and I'm a massive Elton fan. So, I mean, if... See, I've got no... I don't have an interesting person that I'd like to meet or have dinner with. I mean, one of the questions we should do is who would you have dinner with and that that one or kiss snog on and die or whatever. Mary, um, I think. Well, same thing. Uh, <laughs> um, bucket list. Okay, I, I would like to have a nice house, but that's not a bucket list thing, is it? You just earn that. Well, I, oh, sorry, okay, hard. take it down the other track. Is, Am uh, I rubbish at that? Well, no, I mean, it's... It, it, I don't like... I don't want to jump out of a plane. I don't really... I'm not scared of heights. I'm scared of dying from heights. <laughs> so that doesn't bother me. Well, there is, is, there, a, is there, there a particular country. person of interest? Is there someone that, you know, um, you know, be a musician, actor, No, politician? because I think when you meet them, they're not the... I've met... I've, I've met loads of people. No, I'm not interested in that. Like, I, I mentioned uh, James Kahn. Those people that don't know who James Kahn yeah. is, he's quite big in the UK. He's a very, very clever businessman and was on TV on Dragon's Den. I met him the other week and, yeah, nice guy. I'm not like, oh my God, James Conn, let's have a selfie well, in a, well, no, in a no, picture. That's the because I, uh, possibly with the exception of Lovely Elton, guy I, though. If he wants to invest in Jayla yeah. Shark Productions, <laughs> please go ahead. Yeah, or Can I Point Academy or both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Frankly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, for, I've always kind of said I don't, I don't buy the whole starstruck thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's some people I would like to meet. Um, you know, whether it's a singer, an actor, or a politician. Yeah, it'd be great to, I, I would love to sit down with someone like Obama and just, and just chew the fat and have a chat. Just you know, just really? Mate. Yeah, no. But someone like him, I absolutely. But you're would. intelligent. You, no, you no, it's not. No, it's not about intelligence. No, just, but no, but you could hold a conversation with Obama. I couldn't hold a conversation with Obama. No, but you. Well, I'm sure you. He'd could. think I was a knob cheese. No, well, he probably, probably wouldn't call me a knob cheese to my face. But he probably would go out and go. Do you know what? A shark guy. Do you remember <laughs> when he came to Puk- when he came to Thailand? I tried to get an interview with him. I think I was working for one of the radio stations at we the time. Were, we were, no, it wasn't him. It was Hillary Clinton. No, it was Obama. I've still got. I still get messages from the Facebook group I set up years ago. Help Jada Shark get an interview with Barack Obama. Actually, no, that does ring a bell. It was. I can't remember which because I did. So going back to the radio. Do you know what bucket list? No, I haven't still got one. Um, I was just mentioning the radio. I think I can't remember which radio station because I've been on most of them on Phuket. But I remember I tried I'm to get an interview sure with him. I'm pretty sure that was the news one. It was probably Phuket News yeah, where I did later. the weekend brunch show. Yeah, which remember- was great. That's why I interviewed. Oh, not an interview. I introduced uh, Jean Pierre, who was my um, food critic. He was brilliant character, Jean Pierre. God, that show used to take me a lot of editing. <laughs> my word. Yeah, Jean Pierre was a food food critic. He used to do weird and, and ex- weird and strange foods from around the world. <laughs> Jean Pierre. He was a great character. Excellent. I miss doing that. I miss doing that. Uh, well, going back to bucket list. Don't want to go to Australia. Never had any interest in going to Australia at all. Yeah, I mean, nope. Too many okay. things that can kill you there. Don't want to go. Fucking right. Um, and I find once again, do you know what? I hate the tribalistic side of things. I find Australians, not all of them, but a majority of them, are very tribalistic about being you're a pom and da 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 all that. Sort. And I just once again, it comes back to that. That's why I don't really get involved in sport anymore because of that. And I hate that. Yeah. You know, I'm not a pom. I didn't have anything to do with anything. Back then, get over yourselves. And you're fucking convict. Yeah, move on, <laughs> dick shit, and stop with your silly accent. Everything's. Um, I like Neighbours though. Used to watch Neighbours. Home yeah. and Away was shit. <laughs> Didn't like Home and Away. Um, bucket list. No, I tried to get on TV ages ago. 
I applied for a few different reality TV shows. Didn't work out. Do you, uh, do you remember a show, it would have been mid, uh, mid-late 90s, called Wanted? No. So that was the, one of the, well, it was that in Fame Academy I tried to get onto, but Wanted was brilliant. It was, so two mates, and they had three teams, and they had a, basically, if you think of a map of the UK, well, a map of England, sorry, and they divided it into one kilometre squares. So, and you had a week, and you were basically being hunted by like an ex-SAS hero, whatever. A real one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had three, three teams, three um, groups, uh, three mates. So it'd be you and I, and I'd be two others going that way. So, and we, you could go anywhere in, the, in, the, in England, but you couldn't go back into the same square, into the same square twice. So with that one kilometer square. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good game. It, this was fucking brilliant. It, they it only ran for a season. I amazed it didn't get redone. So, um, and he got a thousand pounds a day. <gasps> Sorry, I just put my hand up because I thought of a bucket list. Ask me later. Okay. So if I remember a thousand, it. if you survive, well, if you went through a day and you weren't spotted by the person chasing you, you get a twelve-hour head start, um, and you could only use uh, could only use public transport. Couldn't fly. It was only like trains and taxis and, and what have you. Couldn't hire a car. It had to be public transport and bits and pieces. And if the does taxis really count as public <coughs> transport? Yeah. Does it? Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll come on to this in a minute. Oh. So um, in, in, in more ways than one. So <clears throat> if you avoided detection, you got a thousand pounds. And you had each day you had a task. So you had to go to, for example, a, a car dealership and have a chat with the, the dealer and have a photo taken to show that you'd done this particular yeah, task. Yeah, yeah like a treasure hunt. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. So I um, had to do that and then survive the day, you get £1,000. If you were spotted, that's it, you're out. You get to the end of the week uh, and you had to be at a certain phone booth in a certain place at the end of that week and if you got there, there was a live phone in on TV that you survived the week, fantastic, so there's your cash. It just sounds like a kidnapping. It, it kind of does, but it was brilliant to watch and also... Members of the public, this is where it got fun, if someone saw us, they could call in the show and say, hey, I've just seen Jay and Russell there, you know, down this particular street. And they could then tell the person that was looking for you. And if they found you, then obviously you get dobbed out. But the person that phoned you in gets a thousand pounds. So you're trying to... That sounds quite cool. It was really well done. And one of the guys that did really well with it, he was a cabbie. And he was basically hanging around the Northwest. And like a lot of the cabbies up there were just... Nobody was, him. Yeah, nobody was dobbing him in. So he had to keep on moving because he had to do his tasks. But he was fucking well Is this how the IS train? Yeah, probably, yeah. Sounds so like it was a really, really no, good I, show. I applied for Shipwreck, which was one of the first ones. It was like a Survivor UK. sort of thing, yeah, wasn't it? Was, yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, before yeah, yeah. Survivor. But the reason I applied for it was, one, because um, I'd always wanted to... I guess one of my dreams was to live on an, on an island, on a deserted island, on a beach, you know, just having my little catamaran, my little bar, and that was kind of what my life wanted to be. The music, I love the music. I think they use more Sheba, the sea. That's why I fell in love with it. Fair enough. Um, I forgot my bucket list. <laughs> I really have. I thought I had it. What happened with Shipwreck in terms of you, you applied? Oh, no, oh, no I, I, I applied, but then, yeah, they weren't really that interested because I think, uh, you know... I wasn't the right. I wasn't marketable. I wasn't the crazy oh, it's guy. A character sort yeah, of I wasn't. Fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't the fit for it. Okay. And I also think my my whole um, video that I sent in was me on Southend Beach um, pretending I was fishing in the sea, and I brought out some fish fingers. I think out of the sea. It was very. It was quite common. It was very similar yeah. to Safety Bob video. Yeah. If you're not seen <laughs> Safety Bob, go to Jay the Shark <laughs> Facebook page. And search out videos and watch Safety Bob video. It was very funny. Russell that, and I. That was fantastic. We'll do more of those, by the way. Yeah. Oh, that was... um, I did have a bucket list thing. And I, do you know what? For life of me, I'll remember it later. And do you know what I do? When I do the intro for this. When you I remember do the... it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll remember it and I'll say it. But no, um, bucket list one. Do you know what? I just, I, I guess I'd really just like to be very happy. I'd love a little farm. I think, I think, I think the goat thing and a little farm. Boring. Yeah, I know it's boring. But I kind of... Um, well, all right. While you're um, thinking of no. a bucket list idea, can't think of anything. And just else. to round everything off, yeah. Do you believe in flat Earth? Yes, you do. Yeah, of course I do. So you're convinced that the Earth is flat? I'm not convinced in anything, mate. I am, look, if someone, I'm, I'm very open to anybody else's beliefs, as long as it doesn't affect my life, which it generally doesn't, because I don't really <laughs> I don't care. Give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> um, I'm trying my hardest not to let other people affect my life or anyone affect my life. Look, if someone wants to believe the Earth's flat, why not? If it if it pleases them. It's like religion. I don't care. I'm not, like, I'm not an atheist in any way, shape or form. I'm not one that goes, oh, God doesn't exist. It exists in people's brains. I can't stop people. Or she. Or she, yeah, or whoever. I mean, 
there's idiots out there. There's a friggin' idiot that's affected my, you know, when people start affecting my life, then I get pissed off. It's mm, fair enough. Um, but when it doesn't affect my life, I couldn't care less. I really couldn't. I, I, I do try to be chilled out about the whole stuff. Um, oh, I've lost the bucket list again. I really thought I had one, and then it's gone again. No, it's gone no. again. This podcast was always a thing I wanted to do. It's not really a bucket list thing, though, is it? If, it's a, if it was important to you, it's a bucket list thing, and you can say, hey, check. I mean, this is what, number nine? Uh, ten. Wow, there you go. I know. Fantastic. Done well. We're We've got to do a few more. I go to the UK soon. We better start Ramping putting some in the bank. No, but um, yeah, I'm still thinking about the bucket list stuff. It's a difficult question, isn't it? It is, when it's, when it's directed at you, especially when you haven't had any fucking time to prepare. I've had a week to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> we had ten weeks to prepare. I just don't have anything that I like. I think that's happiness, kids' happiness for them. I mean, just for them to be. I, I get, I'd like to go skiing with them. That's not, that's not really a bucket yeah, list, it is. is it? Is it? Yeah. Well, tell you, just bucket get, list is. I thought bucket list was like one of those things you want to do, you have to do it before you die. It, yeah, I guess it's kind of a bit like that. But also, I would say, I mean, I don't have kids, so it's a little bit different. But for you, surely going skiing with your kids, I mean, are you like skiing? Yeah. So, but going skiing with your kids the very first time and seeing your kids uh, no, ski on their own for the first time, no, that it, must be a huge... It, it would fuck me off because they wouldn't be quick enough to keep up. And I'd be like, come on, yeah. I'm not going down yeah. this shitty little nursery slope. Yeah. We're going up there. Yeah. Up there or not at all, And then not, not long after that, they would be up on the big slope with you bombing past oh, you. Oh, mate, like, I, yeah, they wouldn't bomb would fuck I you would, off as no, well. I would bomb past them. I'm a <laughs> damn good skier. I love skiing, actually, until I screw my knee up. That was Jay, nice. It's, um, it's been really fun Is talking to you on your podcast. Thank you for talking to me on my podcast. No, I'm, I think this has been fun. No, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing the podcast. I don't enjoy talking about myself. No, I do enjoy talking about myself. Interesting life. There's so much more to talk about. I understand how people... Because it's good that we've done this. Because now I know what it's like when people have been interviewed. Because there's so many things I want to go back and answer Correct. again. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, also, weird, and also other questions. Oh, I should have asked yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's other things to talk about. No, I think it's That's really it. interesting. Good. So it's good that we did this this way. Yeah. It wasn't a complete exercise in futility. It was actually worthwhile. I don't know. What futility? Isn't Not that when you get pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> On that note, thank you, Russell. Cheers, Jay. See you next week. Oh, we've got to do the outro bit now, don't we? I was, I was just going to do it rather than telling everyone we're going to do it. But All right, leave a break now. That was a Jay the Shark and Friends. And Russell. Podcast with me, Jay the Shark, answering all the questions. And me, Russell, asking them. We did well, I think. I think we did well. That was 50-odd th- minutes. I think the last two podcasts, I, I'm, just, I'm not big enough up here, but I think they've been the best two interview, uh, interviewee connections we've ever had been interesting eh a lot easier to edit as well yeah <laughs> the sound quality is much better yeah now, hopefully this month I might buy myself that new equipment yeah we've got actually we've got some interesting news in the new year coming up that, which we certainly do it's quite exciting but we'll I have no idea that. what it is I'm just saying I I'm, do I'm, yeah. um, but look let's, let's um, so if you're interested in our podcast please go to Facebook and search Taylor Shark and Friends on the old Facebook you can email um, us at um, yeah, Taylor Shark and Friends at gmail.com that is right not that I ever checked that email um, <laughs> we're also on, on, the, on the Twitter now we're not on the Instagram yet should we, should we set up an Instagram page we could do because then I'll like all the photo. oh we need to take a photo of us again well we did, we did one last month just yeah we'd have night. to I'm not sure if I'm in the same colour shirt I was in last but I think I am in the same pink shirt I, think I, I, wear this I don't every think that would be difficult to find if we had an Instagram account we could check back and look at it well yeah but I think an true. Instagram account would, might be a good idea just why the fuck well not? I set up the old Twitter one so that can be done. I should, that, I should get around fact, to following that. In fact, I sent you that link I sent you about the Twitter thing. I'll explain to you now why we've got this, people. It's what it does is it actually takes your Instagram post and puts it on Twitter. Whereas before, it would just say, you have just posted on Instagram. It will just give you a link oh, on Twitter. Right. Okay, Whereas you. what this one does is it actually puts, it puts the picture <laughs> up yeah, yeah. and the first 100 to 180 characters. So that's gotcha. what I'll send it to you for. Okay. Um, I've got another bit of software which I'm using at the minute, which I think already does that, but I need to double check okay. it. Okay. That, because that's a very good point about the whole Twitter because, thing. Because, yeah, it's because, yeah. Anyway, so there you go. Um, but then if you want to search K9 Academy, you can. We're at Russell's house right now with his doggies. This Max Alsatian is lovely. He's a lovely little boy, that one. And Captain's Big here. Sassy's a snooze here. over there. Bob's around here somewhere. Bob keeps licking me. <laughs> but no, uh, this Max, Max Alsatian, he is a goofball, but I love him to death. I want to have a rumble with him, but I know it's not the right thing to do. We'll do um, it but anyway, there. we'll do it later. Um, Who have we got next week? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> do, I'm, I'm hopefully, um, vegan burger lady. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the plan. Excellent. She's been busy setting up burger yeah, bars yeah, in Patong. She's got burger bars in Blue Tree. She's got burger bars in frigging Bang Tower. So hopefully we'll get her on there. Because she said that what she's going to do is she's going to make me, not you, make me a mm. Beyond Beef burger 
fake meat thing that's and what? wants me to try it and it's going to convert me to veganism. I can't see that coming across well on the pod, but it will be something to look forward to. Listen, I'm very happy to try it vegan. I've, I've had a few vegan burgers in my time. In fact, I'm going to have a burger tonight from Prime Burger, who won Phuket's Best Burger this year, um, because that's where I'm going tonight. What time to are you have going? A, oh, I've got a... Uh, you, yeah, I, I won't be done till eight. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Well, I've got work then. to do. Cheers, Jay. Sorry, we're just having a normal <laughs> conversation then, weren't we? Um, yeah, like us on Facebook. Um, listen to the pod. We're on. Um, oh, give us a like on iTunes if you can on their little podcast thing. Give us a subscribe, please. That helps us. And if you can just five star us, um, you can say anything you like. We don't give a shit what you say about us. It's not for our egos. Um, it's just it helps us up the rankings. Not that we're on any rankings whatsoever. Um, but, but it would be nice. But it would be nice. Cool. If you want to be on the podcast, let us know. Jellyshark at gmail.com. Thanks, Russell. Cheers, Jay. Bye. Bye.